0: Welcome to Freedom Cast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. Freedom Cast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. Yeah, so like I mentioned to you earlier, uh, Gordon recommended I speak with you. Um, I'm always interested in the bodybuilding space. It just fascinates me for whatever reason you guys mental game is super strong. And I saw you were a posing coach. So um, I thought I'd reach out. I also want to ask you too, about, are you just in the posing space or do you actually coach bodybuilders and and the nutrition side of as well?
1: So I used to, um, I, it was, it was mainly like just, you know, personal training, taking on a person here and there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Did I want to do prep coaching? Yeah. But I tended to lean more towards being a posing coach just because I'm a lot better at it. Um, And normally it's one of those things where, again, it's, you know, I, I just had a post about this, but like experience, Mm -hmm. you know, I put in a lot of time learning how to, you know, look at every little detail and whatnot. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where like, if, if you're, if you are a um, trainer or something like that, like you're constantly learning, but a lot of times it takes a long time to get like a vast knowledge right um and i feel like i've I've only been doing this for like four years Mm -hmm. but the amount of hours that i've put in trying to perfect it you know i i couldn't even tell you so yeah yeah, i started out doing that um and then about three years ago two and a half or so um i started introducing uh posing coaching and then now i'm full-time with it
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Um, out of curiosity, how did you even get into bodybuilding to begin with?
1: So, um, I know some people kind of have the same like story and whatnot, but like when I was younger, um, all throughout elementary, middle, high school, I was bullied. I was a little bit overweight. Um, I actually did wrestling my freshman year. Well, no eighth grade year, all the way through senior year. Okay. Um, I have this one picture that I always use. It's, um, it was my freshman year of high school. I was that year. I was, um, tagged at, I think it was 170 pounds, but I was like 27% body fat. Okay. So a little bit more towards obese. Yeah. Um, and like, I always say like I was getting my, or I, I had won the match, but now that I look at it, like I would, I like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't look good. Um, yep felt I could look better. Ended up going into the military. Um, and then, um, of course, began to fall more and more in love with it. Um, 2016, I did my first competition. Uh, funny enough, one of the, one of the girls that I graduated with, her brother was my first coach. Huh. And he, um, he's like, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to do it at this time, then we'll do it at this time. And, um, you know, we ended up taking the the proper time to, um, like he was the first one who taught me the poses. And for some yeah. reason, I just grasped onto it really well. And here we are. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm starting. To, I haven't interviewed very many bodybuilders and asked them about their past, but um, I was talking with Sabrina McMullen, Beefcake Brina on TikTok. And she, I, I, you may not be familiar with her. She mentioned that as a part of her past as well. Is that a commonality throughout bodybuilding?
1: I would say so. I don't know if you've ever heard the the term like a God, can't remember it, but it's along the lines of like a breakup will turn a man into a um a bodybuilder or something like that. Well, yep. Mine was more so like childhood, bullying, just a bunch of shit. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I wanna find a way to have an outlet i love lifting yeah granted there are some days where it's like Ugh, okay. oh okay um but i i love it i wouldn't have it any other way but for me like um i i would say it's very common within the the realm of uh bodybuilding whatever whatever the person uh whatever you know reached out to them on why they like it mm-hmm. me i like it because of the discipline of it um there is no other sport like it Um, and you, you know, it's, there, there are sports to show off your hard work, but not like bodybuilding. Yeah. Right. Like you're either in contest, uh, shape or you're not, Yep. you're dialed in or you're not you're look like you're 20 weeks out or you're spot on. Right. So it's, it's so biased and it's so, um, you know can't think of the word um subjective mm, yeah right? so it's it's very subjective um so i mean you could come in on that day and the next show the next week uh the next weekend i mean you could come in dead last right yeah it's about who shows up that day it's not about how they look on instagram or anything like that so right right
0: um on the uh, oh, shoot. I was gonna, I had a follow up to that as far as um, past stories and, and that kind of thing. So, um, so that was some of the motivation for training. But um, when you were starting to... Tra- how, many, how many shows have you been a part of? How many do, do you do per year? I'll just start with that.
1: So I actually, my first show, I only did one in 2016. And then in 2018, I competed in three. Um, my second show that year, I won the um, Short open loss in the overall, so that's that's about the extent to um, like my highest winning was I won my open class, but I lost in the overall. Okay. Um, and honestly, I haven't competed since 2018. But you know, being natural, it's a lot harder to put on muscle mass. So I was like, and I I just posted something where it was like my first year competing to like a check in a few days ago, and it's like. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm not competing till the end of next year. Right. So end of 2022, like around like closest August, but normally pushing for like probably September to December area.
0: Okay. Gotcha. How much of a temptation is that anyway to go on roids?
1: (laughs) It's there is, there is always like, Oh, I wonder what this would do. (laughs) But you know, it's, like, I can guarantee you everybody has that thought, you know, yep. if you want to go through with it, I won't look at you, you know, any other way. Like you're still putting in the same amount of work, right. but you know, it's to each their own and sure. you know, it's whatever floats your boat.
0: I hear you. Um, on the posing side, so why did you decide to specialize in posing and what does it take to become a posing coach as opposed to a bodybuilding coach specifically?
1: Like a prep coach. So. Yep. The reason why, like, so the first question was, why did I get into being just opposing coach? Yep. yep. Okay. So the reason why, like, I primarily got into being opposing coach, for me, it goes back to, like, when I was younger, I I drew a lot. Um, I played guitar. I self-taught myself. i I don't say I was decent. I don't Mm -hmm. play or draw anymore, but, like, I always had this creative outlet. Yeah. And, like, I was one who I actually wanted to, you know, potentially do some sort of dance. Um, just never got into it because of, like, what other people thought. And right now I could care less. But, um, yeah, no, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, get, I get you.
1: <laughs> just, just bleep that out. But, uh,
0: <laughs> You're fine.
1: <laughs> um, no, but, yeah. So, like, I've, I've always had this creative outlet of, you know, wanting to, do this or do that or learn this, learn that. And for me, I, you know, it wasn't until the second time I competed my second time around in 2018, I was like, okay, I just, I don't want to go up on stage. I don't want to just hit a few poses and, you know, like, come on, clap. No, like you should be able to go out there and have people clap because your posing is so good. Right. Right is everybody going to get to that level? No, but you know, it's, it's the effort, right? To me, it's like, if you can go from not knowing what the fuck you're doing to getting to that next level and next level and next level, you know, we all want to pose like Leah Labrador or Terrence Ruffin, you know, but it takes time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like anything. Um, and then what was the second question?
0: Uh, so, uh, oh shoot. Uh, I can't remember now. <laughs> so you were you were getting into posing, you chose that uh, uh, because of uh, your background there. And then, uh, man, I'm not gonna remember the, the the second part of that question now. I'm sorry, I should have written that down. That's okay. Um, what, what so? What are some of the what, what are some of your favorite aspects of coaching? Who uh, who have you had the opportunity of of coaching so far? Any uh, have you had any IPV pros coming to you, or is it are, are you mainly in the IFC space?
1: No, so. I would, I would say, so the majority of people that I do work with are, um, I would say like your beginners. People who have done a few shows just Mm -hmm. wanting to get better. Um, I've worked with a few IFBB pros. Um, one, his name was, uh, um, Jordan Tripp. And then I've also worked with, uh, Jared Feather, um, just helped him with a routine and whatnot. Um, and just, cleaned up a few things i've had a few guys go pro in npc mm-hmm. um and then also in the, the natty federations too so worked with a wide variety of people um from your beginner all the way up to your advanced um i've worked with people internationally uh furthest one away was probably hong kong um, okay. worked with people in like, central america a few in canada wow. one in I- ireland yeah ireland um so I'm, I'm all over. Okay. So um, yeah.
0: Very nice. Um, and is this, uh, I'm assuming this is a whole business to it, but do you have a full time and this is what you're doing and trying to grow to replace, or is this, is this all this over?
1: is, yeah, no, this is full time. Um, okay. I got a, got a few projects. One, I want to get done before the end of the year and kind of have a few maybe leading into the, uh, into 2022, but yeah, I got, I got big plans, um, to try and like, you know, help out as much people as possible. So, um, cause it's, it's one thing that's very underlooked in our yeah, sport. Like I, that's the first time some, I've
0: heard about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for some reason, like there's posing coaches, there's good ones. I actually just talked about, talked about it on my story a day, but like, there's a, there's a lot of good posing coaches and there's a lot of bad posing coaches, mm. right? Same with any type of coach, mm-hmm. but it's dependent on like you have some individuals who, might actually be good at posing themselves, but they don't know how to teach, right? And that's that's the hardest aspect to grasp, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, again, like, I I just so happen to be good at teaching people how to pose. You know, I'm still learning. I'm, you know, I'm constantly watching stuff. I'm constantly learning how to get better as a coach, just like any other coach would be, Yeah. right? So I guess- that's yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, anybody that you've had the chance to meet, uh, I kind of asked this question of a few people from time to time, but um anybody in the bodybuilding space here at you've gone to a competition and been like, Oh my gosh, I met I don't know, Ronnie Coleman, for example.
1: <laughs> I I wish. Um <laughs> yeah, that's like I know, right? Oh my god! Um, no, I would say the only one that I've really had the chance to meet. Um, well, I always, I always wanted to meet Jared. Um, I've followed him for for a few years, and um, you know, he's he's very straightforward. I ended up getting a workout with him and doing some posing. Um, after um, this was, I want to say like one or two months ago, but okay. then we ended up. Um, this was this, so this was an iron religion gym here in Florida. Okay. Um, but probably my favorite one, um, was I actually got to meet Terrence Ruffin. Nice. Um, and funny enough. So I'm wearing this, um, and I had, um, tagged him in it and he had liked it. I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy with the, the Posey Matter shirt. Nice. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh yeah, now I remember you. <laughs> so yeah, this is, this is kind of my mantra. Okay. Yeah. That's terrific.
0: Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of, uh, like you mentioned a a lot of posing coaches and I didn't even know that I thought it was just a bodybuilding coach that taught all aspects, but I would assume for a bodybuilder, that's probably one of the most important things in competition because you can have all the muscle development size you want, but if you can't show it off, it's not going to get you anything on a podium.
1: Right. You would, you would think, (laughs) right. So the, the thing that I that I like is I'm starting to see more and more posing seminars, which is also one of my goals for in the future. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, side note, I'm actually yeah. going to be um, helping or I'm I'm sponsoring um, one of my old coaches shows, okay. uh, the OCB Natural Biking in Minnesota. Awesome. And I'm also sponsoring the posing seminar. Sweet. There. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you would think people would, you know, hey, posing is pretty important, right? But like, I'm starting to see more and more posing seminars. So that's a good sign. Um, and I'm starting to see more and more people grasp onto the fact that posing is actually important, um, that, you know, you can come in with the best physique. I've seen plenty of guys lose because they're posing was shit. I mean, like you said, I mean, you can come in your best, but if you can't present it well, You might as well walk off the stage. You might not have the best confidence either. You might go up there and you're like, I mean, you could look the best up up on stage, but you are looking off to your left and right and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to hit the pose because you didn't practice because you just thought you could walk up there and be like, you know, like, that's not how it works. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't skydive by yourself without learning how to skydive first. Right. It's just like plummet. <laughs> I sky dove.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But now I'm dead.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Uh, uh,
0: so so what were you doing before, or has this always been your full time? What were you doing before the bodybuilding and posing?
1: So I actually did not go full time until uh, February of this year. So oh, February no way. 20- yeah, a few days before we moved down here. So I'm originally from Wisconsin. Oh nice. Um, I I wanted something new. I wanted to get my my foot in the door per se. I wanted to, you know, kind of grow. And I felt that moving to, you know, we move we moved to Florida. Yes. Like there's a lot of going on right now because <laughs> like everybody's comparing Florida to this day, yeah besides that, we're not going to get into that, but <laughs> we decided to move down to Florida um, <laughs> because for me, it's a bodybuilding hub. Yeah. Um, but I was actually a full-time, excuse me. Um, I was a full-time student at uh, university of Wisconsin, River Falls. I was going for exercise sports science.
0: Nice.
1: And so I have a four-year degree in that. Um, and then they had us take the ACSM EPC. So I'm a, certified exercise physiologist
0: ooh.
1: but ooh, <laughs> no. But like I, I was full-time there um and you know I was working you know like last place I worked was GNC but wow. I ended up being the highest paid there because I actually knew what I was talking about for the most
0: Heck part yeah <laughs> yeah
1: right so I had the college degree mm-hmm. where I was you know damn near in my senior. I was in my senior year but mm-hmm. Like I worked as a bouncer. I worked, um, sales. I've worked at Sears. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Doing, doing stuff that like, I never told myself I would work in, uh, fast food. I was yeah. like, no, nope. no. Nope. Like I don't want somebody yelling at me just because I fucked up their order. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amen to that.
1: Oh God. Anyway, anyways. So yeah, I, I went from, you know, being full-time uh with uh school graduated and then just worked full-time while and doing my business Mm -hmm. uh like basically up until we moved and Mm -hmm. then like a few days beforehand I'm like glad to announce Wow, yeah so no it's 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 been a hell of a hell of a ride up until now like definitely you know I mean, just for example, like my first year mm-hmm. in, and this is just in sales, so not after everything else. But mm-hmm. just in sales, my first year, I only made seventeen hundred.
0: Wow! From for the you entire bodybuilder. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for for coaching. Oof. Um, my last year, I made a little bit over ten thousand. Okay. Um, and even with four more months uh, left in the year, yeah, four. Um, Well, three and a half, but Mm -hmm. even with three and a half more months, like I'm already over 30 K. Nice. So yeah. So I'm slowly, slowly, but surely getting up there. Gotcha.
0: So, I'm curious because uh, we own our own business buying and selling used fitness equipment. So is most of that being driven by you just networking or is there a huge, is the social component doing most of that driving for you?
1: So I I noticed once I started, Um, you know, like I, I still share stuff, you know, about me, like updates and whatnot working out, but a majority of the stuff that I, you know, try to put out there is educational. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of course the algorithm on like Instagram changed. So it's, you know, shares and, uh, or reshares and saves. So like you put something educational, somebody's want to go, somebody's going to want to remember it. So, right. If I put out a posing routine, you know, people are going to look at it gonna be like okay i want to i want to try to do this and i've had people literally tell me they're like yeah i look at your posing routines all the time and try to emulate it i'm like awesome right so and that makes that makes me feel good oh yeah it shows that you know my work is getting out there i -hmm. did so i like and another thing as far as like networking or networking and you know trying to do a lot of like um social media stuff like i am now starting to do online posing seminars yeah sense. Cool. like so i'll do that like every few weeks um so i did one last week i probably won't do one until next week so every two weeks i'll do it um but basically you know like i'll bring people on we'll go over a few poses that they want to do and whatnot like last week i had two guys from greece wow yeah
0: that's great
1: right. You get international
0: attention. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, it's just like, my goal is to be able to, you know, have people from multiple different countries. Um, You know, of course, do I want to work with a lot of different IFEB pros? Yeah. But, you know, some of them can be understanding. It's for me, it's a big part about like ego, you have to be able to drop your ego and get that help yeah yeah because like one of the things i tell all my clients like my goal is to get you from an amateur to a professional mindset Mm -hmm. right because we have pros in our sport who are still stuck in that amateur mindset right they might look good but you know you can't look like you're hot shit if you don't know how to look correctly yes right present correctly yeah so and trust me that can that can knock you down you know placings like that sure yeah
0: give me one second i apologize i've got a, a screaming child on the background so i'm going to calm him down for just one minute i apologize yeah no worries sorry about that. I apologize.
1: No worries. Hey, kids, you got to deal with it. I just, Uh, I just got an annoying cat. So (laughs)
0: that is enough sometimes. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: No, no joke. On his tag, it says I'm a jerk, but still loved.
0: (laughs) That is the tagline for cats though. Is it not?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we wanted to put asshole, but it wouldn't fit on there.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. that's (laughs) Nice. uh, So, um, what, uh, uh, so you've got plans to do, you know, seminars and conferences and that kind of thing and grow the business going forward. Um, and I'm, yeah, I am curious. I mean, talk more about the, talk more about the business side. Like what's, uh, what's been most effective for you. I'm always curious as a business owner myself, like, you know what kind of what kind of things, uh, particularly within bodybuilding, are most effective for reaching out to people? You said, I know you said the like the posing and the education piece, but I, I've noticed you know some of the stuff that gets the biggest hits is the crazy um uh, kind of clickbaity stuff. And I know you're trying to be educational, not go there. But have you noticed any differences in like the type of content you put out just hitting crazy crazy numbers for some reason?
1: Yeah. So it'll kind of depend. So like there there's educational posts that I've done that have gotten like a lot of, uh, saves and stuff like that. And that's awesome. There's also, you know, ones like I did the other day where, um, it was literally a comparison of me, like a few years ago doing a most muscular to just a few nights ago. And all I literally said is, um, I think it was if you have a goal in mind nothing can stop you or I don't know I can't I can't remember what I said Um, or like anything is achievable Mm -hmm. you know something like that something corny and that got over like 150 likes holy cow versus like I'll do a show recap of Mm -hmm. my clients and that'll maybe get like 60 70 (laughs) right but it's it's like the one liners and it's like holy shit look at you (laughs) Wow. Right. But you know, there's people like there's certain routines where it's like, cause I just, you know, I like posting shit. I Mm -hmm. like posting routines. Um, and if you get an idea from it, if you grasp grasp some of the transitions and want to use them, perfect. Um, but like, I find that some of them are hit or miss. Some of them like have done really good. And, you know, there was one of, of course, Terrence had um reshared it so that might be why um <laughs> yeah um but that one had like over 60 60 saves wow. almost 200 likes and whatnot wow. shit ton of reshares awesome. so you know it's amazing what things can happen um when people start to notice but it's like you know it was it was awesome getting to meet them too
0: oh i so, bet i bet yeah out of, out of curiosity i i know nothing about posing so If you're trying to, what I'm thinking when you say posing is, oh, you know, you hit different moves. There's only so much you can do to increase the size of, say, a bicep or a chest or a pec or or whatever it is. So how are you continuing to educate yourself and grow in your understanding of how to pose? Because you said you're putting in tons and tons of work. So I'm curious about the continuous education process behind that.
1: Yeah, so I watch... I mean, during the week and it depends on the week, but like normally I'm constantly looking at like, you know, let's say, you know, whether it's Tampa pro New York pro like I'm looking at, you know, all the big shows, some of the smaller shows, um, that like my clients are competing in, um, national shows, like I'll watch, I'll look at the pictures and whatnot. Granted pictures don't really tell a lot. They only tell part of the story, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oftentimes you can tell. Like I'll notice these little variances and how their the pressure distribution is in their feet. If they're leaning off to the side too much or if like they're doing a side relax and they're leaning back too much. Cause you see those small guys try to hit it like this. Yeah. Where their arm is down. And it's <laughs> like, okay, you weigh about a buck 30. Don't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, you know, it's, I'm I'm constantly looking at, ways where i can learn new cues i'm constantly playing around with things um you know for example so like my side chest they used to be a little bit taller and i used to stick my chest out mm-hmm. but i noticed if i sit down a little bit and push my hips back and then kind of have a sight forward lean and then rotate into it okay my hamstring pops more oh right because as soon as i start to stand up my hamstring disappears oh uh... right so I'm always trying to maximize stuff. Granted, we don't want to get like a bodybuilding look if we're trying to do classic. Right. Because um, to each their own, each is going to have a different flow. So, sure. you know, we're just trying to maximize what we can. And like me personally, I, I always say this. I can guide you in the right direction. I can, I can teach you the cues that, you know, nine times out of 10 work. Um, but a lot of times it might be that slight internal cue where you're practicing on your own hoping that you know you're practicing because um, it's kind of important if you want to get better but you know if you're practicing sometimes you figure out this own internal cue and it clicks a lot of times this will happen with like lat spreads um I find that the most common or like relaxed poses um, but it's like okay I was trying to play around with this and then I did this and it opened I'm like awesome, so we're gonna do that. <laughs> nice, right? Because like you know, somebody may have a bag of tricks, yeah, but they only have a certain amount of tricks that they can do. Sure, right? So you know, it's I'm I'm constantly looking at um, videos of other people's routines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you're reading out of a book, right? You're learning information. So I've you know, I've had some people say, like, you know, if if you're copying this person's routine or you're copying some of the things that they commonly do, then you're a copycat or you something. You know, there's no copyright to it. Mm-mm. It's a transition. It's a pose. If it looks good and you can do it, awesome. Yeah. Right. Like I pull a lot of different transitions and whatnot from Terrence uh, Francis, benfato Lee Labrada. um, A lot of the flow wise um i would say definitely from uh francis benfato um ed corney okay. um and i really love muhammad Makawe. okay right so i'm I I, I sorry you... i
0: haven't heard of a couple of these guys so <laughs> i'm assuming they're yes
1: yeah. <laughs> well big names yes yep. um a lot of them are back in like um i think Labrada was early 90s um but Phenomenal poser. Ed yeah. Corney, if, if you ever watched uh, Pumping Iron, I'm guessing, you know, um, when they're that squat sequence, okay. um, when um, him and Arnold are squatting, and then oh, he nice. falls to the floor.
0: So oh, That's wow. Ed Corney. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Um, yeah. Actually, in that video, um, Arnold said, like, now that's posing, right? So, like, he, he was one of the, the greats. Same with Labrada, Francis Ben um, yeah, so I, I try to learn mm-hmm. from, you know, the people who did it best. And I also try to learn from, you know, other posing coaches, like I'm constantly taking in information, you know, okay. if it, you know, if I read a book and I take this piece of information and it benefits my clients, why not? Right. Yeah. I have the humility to say that right. a lot of people are like, this is my way. I learned this by my, no, like everything's always learned. Sometimes yeah. you might just pick it up faster. Right. Right. Well,
0: and, and I'm assuming you want to build on people who actually know what they're talking about too and create even better ways to pose by taking what they did and improving on it. So it's not like you're just starting out in a vacuum. Uh, that wouldn't honestly make sense or bring the sport forward in any particular way if you if you started doing that.
1: It's like Legos put one yeah. on top of the other. Right. And yeah. then you'll get this, you'll get this amazing lego statue whatever <laughs> <laughs> well you know and
0: and for posing it seems to me from what you're saying that each person's physique and body type that's why you can learn so much about uh uh you know posing is because everybody type is unique so what well, works for say Arnold Schwarzenegger singer is not going to work for lee labrata is not going to work for you it's not going to work for your one of your clients and you got to find different ways to make the muscles work and pop
1: well and you know a great example of that is um people always have a dominant side. Very Ah. few people can, excuse me, very few people are ambidextrous in in a way. Yep. Right? So yes, there are people who can hit it on both sides, but doesn't, like, I can hit a side chest on both sides, but my good side is my left side. Mm -hmm. Right? So if I were to hit it on my right side, it looks like shit. Can't get my (laughs) hamstring to pop and Yeah. No, it sucks. So, you know, everybody has their good side. So, you know, trying to assess that right off the bat, especially if it's like, okay, side chest of your choice. Awesome. Your left side looks better. Let's go with that. Yep. You know, so it's always trying to figure out like, okay, which side are we going to have trouble with? Which Mm -hmm. side just do you you feel most comfortable hitting? Right. It's the same with classic poses. It's like, you know, there's some that might look good on you and there's some that might look great on you. Yeah. And then there's some that you absolutely cannot grasp the concept of hating it. Sure. Right. Most common one is there's a recorder twisting double bicep. <laughs> the, a twisting uh,
0: double bicep.
1: So the, the Arnold. Right? Oh, got it. Like the, the Arnold, uh, the Arnold classic. Yep. Yep. That statue. So yeah, like so many people butcher that pose because oh, wow. they, they think it look they think they look good in it. Now you could, just change a few things adjust a few things and then it's like boom but there's some people who just don't hit that pose right there's there's plenty of other poses that look good if you hit them correctly right okay. And that's you know that's with anything if you do it correctly nine times out of ten you know it might be a good thing yeah right oh yeah you know there's there's oh, uh, so i was gonna say like there's multiple variations to um, a front double, there's, you know, a few. I want to say, like, for me, I would say, like, there's maybe like three different variations for a side chest. So you got like the classic one where they're hitting this, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a more crunched one. Of course, not having the shoulder um, over, but let's say somebody's breathing out, and then you got kind of like the Arnold style where, where you go. Yes. Like, so, like, there's always variations. It's just trying to figure out which one works for you. And this is very common in like men's physique too right? There's like four different front stances. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. I, talk a little bit about that. Cause I'm not, I, I there, there's different classes in bodybuilding and I know there's more for women than there are for men, but uh, by the way, are you, tra- are you training both men and women within the posing?
1: Yeah. So we actually have a female coach who does awesome. the bikini and wellness. Um, okay. She's also doing figure now. Um, I currently cover all men's divisions and women's physique, and I am now doing figure
0: Okay. Okay. So Um, talk about how the posing will vary for each of those divisions in what, in what general ways.
1: So of course, so if you look at like men's physique aside and only focusing on all the other ones that I talked about, like the, the quarter turns for all of them are going to look damn near the same. It's just, you know, when you're going to have heels and you might, you know, have to stick your butt out a little bit more. Um, just to kind of get the look, um, versus like, well, and feet would be closer. It's just different variations. Like I said, of the same pose. Um, but you're just trying to accomplish the same thing. Right. You might have heels on, you might not. Right. But you know, it's, it's pretty much the same exact poses, except just a few little adjustments as far as like feet, um, hips, knees, you know, Um, but as far as like overall poses, each one will vary, um, based off of like the division, Mm -hmm. like you got some natty federations for like men's physique yeah. where you hit front side, back side, and then there's a few where they'll have you hit like bodybuilding poses in men's physique Hmm. where they'll be in like the men's physique stance, uh, like the front stance. And then they'll have to hit like a front double, um, or an abs and thigh or like then they transition to the uh, quarter turn to the right. And then they have to hit like a side chest while in that side stance. Me personally, not a fan of it. That's just me. I don't, I don't believe that bodybuilding poses should be in men's physique. Okay. Um, Most people have trouble learning the four poses themselves, two poses if you're NPC, Um, because NPC it's, it's just front and back. Right. Okay. So My big thing with men's physique is if you can nail down the poses, the transitions are going to be the the things that test you. Okay. Because every everybody knocks on men's physique because you know, they're wearing shorts and whatnot, but if they actually do the transitions correctly and make it flow very nicely, it's not easy. (laughs) Right
0: so sorry you're saying transition is that from one position to another like the turning to get to a position okay
1: yeah so like if they say quarter turn to the right Mm -hmm. you know you could either just kind of like stomp your way to this way and then hit your quarter turn you know for like bodybuilding Mm -hmm. or you know based off of like getting good footing and um you know making it seem like you're transitioning elegantly Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like making it look like, you know, how to pose versus just kind of like, Hey, I'm hitting this stomp, 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 stomp. I'm hitting this. And, and, you know, going around, like we want to get away. Me personally, where I feel like we're getting away from it, but there's still people who are very robotic, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. the issue. So we need to get um, more graceful, more elegant with our posing, transitions as well. I mean, you watch some of the bikini girls, some of them rush through it and look very robotic. Some of them, it's like watching water flow through a stream. Right. That's that's you know, that's what I think is like you should be flowing like water. I, I can't remember what the the Bruce Lee quote is, but <laughs> become become water, my God. Yes. <laughs> when you pour water into a teacup, it becomes a teacup. <laughs> but like, you know, that's the same thing with like transitioning like mm-hmm. you need to make everything come around and you need to make it slow. Right. Yeah. We can't just be having you like, look like, I, I know I keep using a lot of Arnold references, but like, you can't be looking like the fucking Terminator and just, right. Right. So, Right. yeah. I mean, if, if it's your first show and you know, you have a idea of how to hit the poses, that's fine. Yeah. But like, once we get to the like the pro ranks or like national qualifiers, yeah. Like you needed to know how to post because that could be the, you know, decision maker between first and second.
0: Sure, sure. Um, what does training look like, for, uh, for you these days?
1: So right now I am. So I'm actually working with a strength coach. His name's Brian Miner. Okay. Um, he's actually so he's out of Colorado, but nice. very well known as as far as like the 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 like, training circuit as far as, like, um, if you follow, like, 3DMJ or Renaissance Spiritization or... Oh,
0: okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. So, he's done a lot of podcasts with them. Nice. Um, so, very smart at what he does. Um, but he's actually doing my training right now. I'm doing push-pull legs, push-pull legs. So, you know, it generic, but it, you know, for me, it works. Um, I would say my volume's pretty... I wouldn't say it's low, but it's like, you know, it's not high, but it's not low. Right. Um, so, um, I know we just got off a of deload, so things are going well. My food's up, mm-hmm. which is always a plus. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Getting stronger, still looking lean. i sitting at about like 209 right now. Okay. So yeah, it's, yeah, everything's going good as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so training training's going good. Awesome.
0: Um, And then uh, a question I had on this, on those same lines, I know for bodybuilding, nutrition is everything going into a show, but training is, you know, a percentage of it, but by far the nutrition piece I've come to understand is just gigantic. Um, Yeah. What like for, Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead (laughs) for the, for somebody who's natural as opposed to enhanced is there, is it They're still both training their balls off. And I get that, but is there any, can you lay off even slightly between those two or is, or, or is somebody like yourself having to work about 10 times harder, both on the nutrition and the training side, just because you've not got that slight, that, that, you know, drug advantage.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say again, you know, whether you're enhanced or natural, both, you know, as long as you're putting in the work you're going to reap the benefits of it. Okay. Now, do I feel that natural individuals have to put a a little bit more work into it? I would say yes, over a longevity period. Okay. Right. Because unless you're, you know, like a genetic freak and you're 24 and you look like, like you are enhanced, but you're natural, like very far and in between. Right. So that's you, you hit the jackpot on your genetics (laughs) yeah right not all of us are like that Yep. so you know the the only thing with like being an enhanced athlete if you're on that end it's basically your recovery methods are greater so therefore if you recover better you know if if you're sore as shit you know and you get horrible sleep you horrible malnutrition are you going to recover no no if you're not getting the proper water intake no Of course, like food, rest, everything that we do in order to recover properly, food is huge because, um, you know, it's, if, if we aren't getting the necessary foods to feed that or fuel that workout or fuel that recovery, then you're just going to be hitting a plateau over and over again. Right. So both sides of sport nutrition is like key um because you you can train as hard as you want to right but if that side isn't dealt with and on point then like I said you're just going to be hitting a wall yeah right and you know I'm not I'm not like a I don't have a master's or anything like that but I you know I feel like I know a decent amount to say that um and I'm not going to like make any claims or anything but it's I mean it's it's common sense that we know like if you're going to work out that hard you have to be able to refuel that, right? Because, you know, we have this nitrogen balance Mm -hmm. that we have. And if you aren't, you know, getting within that, you know, if you're not getting the proper amount of protein that you need to elicit protein synthesis, then you're basically, you know, then that nitrogen balance just isn't there, right? So we need to be in a surplus in order to recover properly, right? So it's, again, That's about the the extent that I'll go, but it's, you know, like, like you said, nutrition is key, yep. right? And then of course, all the other recovery methods, but I would say it's majority a longevity period for naturals, um, as far as like putting the work in, because of course, I mean, within eight months, you could probably put on an extra five to 10 pounds. Um, if you are on the enhanced side of the sport. Oh Yeah. And that's that's just a guesstimate. I'm not like like oh it's more for some people, would... I know. Well, yeah, also it depends yeah. on how much you're using too. Yeah, well like some... too. <laughs> yeah, I mean like my big thing is if you're gonna do it, the least amount possible. Yeah. Don't don't be stupid. And make sure you have a coach who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Right. <laughs> right. Blood work, everything.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I the I'll, I'll, I want to have somebody on here that can speak to that at length because it infuriates me seeing SARMs being legal and everything else not. And I'm sitting here going, SARMs is going to kill someone, like a significant, like so it's going to kill some high profile somebody, and then it's going to get banned. But then you could open up all this other, all the, all these other substances for for research and um, to be legal and you'd have people that actually knew what the heck they were talking about because there'd be more tangible evidence. I know in Canada, it's very different. Um, and I think more of that the, is legal. The,
1: the UK, it's, it's hundred percent legal. You just can't be, um, you just can't sell. That's where it's illegal. Okay. Right? It's so it, really... it's, it's completely legal in the UK.
0: Huh? So yeah. wait, you can't, so it's legal, but you can't sell it. I don't understand. <laughs> i won't ask questions
1: I you guess. you tell <laughs> you tell me bro
0: interesting like, yeah I, they must keep that on the down low then <laughs> that's fascinating to me yeah because i who feel sold like you that candy yeah exactly i
1: was gonna say like who sold you that candy bar not telling totally. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I because I feel like if there was if there if there wasn't the stigma around it, there would be so much more, so many more people talking about it. Even um, you know, sure as shit that uh, uh, all these guys are on something, and it's becoming more. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing, but it's becoming more widely accepted to talk about it. But people are yeah. so scared as all heck.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's always. I mean, within anything that you do, there's always pros and cons. Yeah. So it's just making sure that you're doing everything right possible yeah. to, you know, have the the scale tipping more one way. Right. Right. Because like there's so many people who are fucking stupid. They're taking way too much, you know, enough to kill a horse. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it's always being smart about it, you know, making sure, like I said, you are getting your blood checked even as a natural, like that, that shit's important because like hormones are not something to fuck around with. Mm -mm. Right. And a lot of unknowledgeable people in the sport. And I'm not saying like, I'm, you know, like, I, I, like, I'm not saying like, I'm super smart and I know, you know, like everything. No, it's, it's common sense. Like if you are going to do all these weird things, have Frickin bikini girls taking, you know, multiple compounds.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: okay, how's their nutrition? How much do you have them eating? You know, did they take a good off season? Are they, how much cardio are they doing? Like, there's so many factors and people just think that it's like, okay, I'm going to have you do an hour and a half of cardio. You're going to eat 1200 calories and yeah. <laughs> right. So the, you know, there's, there's bad people in the sport and they give give us all a bad name. Yeah, Yeah. Right.
0: I'm sure. Um, well, I did want to ask you a little bit about, um, your favorite, uh, uh do you have, are you a fan of cheat days or cheat meals or is that a thing for you?
1: So I wouldn't, there's, there's a big stigma around that. So yeah. normally what I would consider that is a, um, untracked meal, Okay. Right? Yeah. Because cheat, you're, cheating on your diet yep. but in reality like there's a difference between like refeeds it's everything's calculated out like hey i'm having 200 or like 300 grams of carbs this day on my refeed day i'm having 400 right right? like that's calculated out now if like you know my coach tells me hey um you, you know you're getting one untracked meal or one i again really don't like the word cheat um But, you know, think of it as like an untracked meal because you're not tracking it. You're just going out eating. Cool. Um, And for me, it's basically like so me and my wife can still have date night. Yeah. Um, And I love that about my, um, you know, it's. That's important, um, especially like if you are married, if you are in a relationship, Um, just because I know for some couples, it's taboo because of like this. What we do is not normal.
0: Right. Yep.
1: So having that one on track meal, I'm I'm all for it. Um it's it's when people go way too overboard and they're stopping at like three different restaurants and you know going until they're bloated and they're you know they're sitting on the fucking toilet for 4 hours. <laughs> like enjoy yourself, but don't get to the point of where you feel like you're going to puke, right? So yeah, I I would say like I'm all for it. Um, I've just, in the past, I wasn't really smart about it. Um, like there was one time I ate a full, you know, um, large five meat stuffed crust cheese pizza from Papa Murphy's, right? I downed that, no, it was family size. Um, <laughs> I downed that, right? I downed that by myself, right? I love it. I had I had acid reflux for a day. I like, bet. you know, when you just, you- you start to like have the like uh greases and shit come out and not fun not fun um but yeah i mean as long as you're doing it properly and you're not like overeating so much Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm all for it awesome awesome
0: uh on the flip side from a just healthy eating perspective um, any, do you have any suggestions or any fa- favorite go-tos for like low calorie dense foods?
1: Fruit and veggies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like really like when I guess when like calories get low, mm-hmm. right. And it's dependent on the person. Cause I know people who are like two weeks out and they're still at 300 grams of carbs. And I'm like, my mindset is like, okay, I want your metabolism but they might feel just like famished, right? Because everybody's metabolism is different. Right. Um, but you know, I guess when calories do get low, um, or like carbs are really low, like we want volume, we want Mm -hmm. to focus, don't, don't be fancy and whatever, like, you know, I know people who have gotten down to like 50 grams of carbs, but you know, it's (laughs) like if you're trying to do all these fancy, like Pinterest, Low calories. No, it's like majority of what you eat should be like veggies, um, fruits, and you know, getting your protein, getting your necessary fats. But like, so many people try to do all this like fancy shit, and it's like, okay, but now you're gonna feel hungry in like twenty minutes. Versus if you have like a lot of greens and stuff like that, those tend to digest slower. Like especially like um, you know broccoli. For example, not broccoli doesn't work for everybody, but a lot of times if you get a substantial amount of like greens in your body will start to like feel more full, right? If that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you could, you could take, you know, like strawberries or blueberries and honestly, those won't really be that high in calories. It's just how much you eat of them. Right. So yeah, I, I would say like that, um, always be on the lookout for, you know, anything that's, um, you know, you, you can find stuff like good foods that are like relatively low in carbs, relatively low in fats or have none. Like if I'm, if I want to get cereal, if it, if it's in the the plan, um, of course not right now, but like in the past, if I wanted cereal, I always try to find the one where I could get the most bang for my buck. Yeah. Based off of like calorie wise, like which one is the lowest amount of carbs, lowest amount of fat, but had the, um, the greatest serving size. Right. So that's, that's just my opinion. Um, when it comes to that. And I would honestly say like, just always be self self-aware of like, just cause it says this doesn't mean it's, you know, healthy. Yep. Right.
0: Yep. So. Yep. Nice. Um, if Sony wanted to get coached by you, where would they go to find you?
1: So Instagram, my uh, my account or tag or whatever mm-hmm. um, is at Cobra underscore aesthetics underscore posing. Otherwise, my email, um, you can also contact me at is, of course, uh, Cobra period aesthetics, period, pt at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, any, uh, any client shows or anything that you're going to be a part of in this either later part of this year or, uh, upcoming.
1: So currently, um, I am. So like I said, with the, the show that I'm sponsoring, yeah, actually at the beginning of this next month is when they're having their posing seminar. So I'm flying back up to Minnesota. Cool. And then, um, end of October, I'll be going there too. Um, okay. because again, I am a sponsor, so you, it's kind of important to be there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but like, I would say like right now, um, I just don't have the ability to like travel to multiple places over, you know, like, so if one of my clients is competing in like Orlando or something like that, or mm-hmm. close by, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make it. Um, but like more so next year, I would say I'll probably be able to, um, just because of like what I have going on now, what I'm trying to do, how busy I am. Um, and everybody's always busy, but you know, there's baby steps. Yep. Right. Um, but like, for example, I have, you know, I have a few people competing at, um, North Americans, um, at the beginning of September, um, I have like one or two people competing this weekend um so yeah it's we're we're staying busy
0: gotcha uh any plans to go to the arnold classic and uh, uh they're rescheduling that for march of next year i want to say
1: so i don't plan on going to the arnold probably never will um, okay and that's just for certain reasons okay um, you probably any... already know yes i do Black.
0: i was yeah, i was so. i was curious if you're on the same boat okay cool
1: yeah love him as a bodybuilder but yes
0: uh, actors
1: yeah, yeah i yeah. i hear you <laughs> yeah anyways yeah <laughs> um, olympia though um mm-hmm. i am gonna try to go okay so that's mm-hmm. and the reason for that is is so like my home gym um is the so it's kiss me muscle gym or kiss muscle gym yeah yeah um and that's literally like I literally drive down our main road for like 20 minutes. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's close. And during the Olympia, there was a lot of big name people there. So awesome.
0: That'll be fun. I've never Networking. gone to, yeah, I've never gone <laughs> to either of those. So, um, and the, so the, so the, wait, hold on. The Olympia is being held at that specific gym.
1: No, no, it's being held at, the. Um, I think it's the orange County convention center or Orlando. Convention.
0: Oh, okay. Or so super, remember. super close to where you are then.
1: Yeah. Like I could within 30 minutes of me. Nice. So yeah, it's within about 30 minutes, but like they'll, they'll either a majority of people flock to either like, um, like if they're near there and they want to drive to Tampa MI 40, mm-hmm. um, but of course most are going to be staying in Orlando. So, you know, uh kiss me muscle gym or like the iron religion gym that i talked about so okay yeah one of those two a lot of times are like you know where a lot of people will come for that right um but of course it the olympia just got moved to orlando last year so yeah it's it's i think that was a very very good move yeah yeah
0: no I, i i given this current circumstances i think it's a great move um the uh uh, and how many people uh, uh, compete in the Olympia? Because I know it's the top at the top of the top, but um, is it still, you know, several hundred?
1: Um, so, for example, like, of course, you know, there might be a few less than what you would see at, like, maybe. So, for example, as far as I remember, the Texas Cup last year, mm-hmm. from at least what my coach had told me, had over, like, 850 competitors, even during COVID. Good Lord. Right. So I mean, you would you would think normally they're probably gonna have anywhere from two to three call outs
0: mm-hmm.
1: um for any division. Mm-hmm. Um of course the open's gonna be a little lower, right? Because you you only have a certain amount of people who compete in the open. Not everybody wants to be, you know, that big. Right. Um, but like classic, men's physique, definitely a lot more people. Bikini just
0: oh my so gosh, I can imagine. Yeah
1: like eight classes deep
0: <laughs> Ooh, holy crap
1: yeah um you know and figure women's physique you know wellness now so yeah it's just yep. it it kind of depends on i guess how many people show up how many yeah. people qualify you know i'm yeah. sure they have limits but yeah it's it's crazy to see like how well it's still doing
0: yeah because so. I, I i always assumed that was going to be just super elites you know maybe a handful of people but i guess i guess it's like any it sounds to me i mean it's still top of the top but um you know that's that's a lot that's a lot of people it seems
1: (laughs) yeah well like for example um you know even some pro shows you know you'll have you know potentially 25 30 people yeah right so you know whether you make first second third you know or you don't place mm-hmm. right so it can vary definitely based off of you know how many people actually qualify i'm certain i'm sure like of course i'm you know i don't know everything as far as that goes but i'm sure they have a certain amount of people that can only be qualified or um and whatnot so
0: sure sure i got you awesome well, hopefully we can uh, uh, catch up sometime if you're down there um, either during the Olympia or some other event. Um, but people need to check you out. Uh, uh, check check with Jacob if you're interested in posing. Um, you do virtual as well as in person. I'm assuming as well, right?
1: So major like I'm trying to get into doing in person. Okay. Um, can't right now due to circumstances, but okay. I am. Basically,
0: 100% online. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, that works yeah. out for most people anyway. Um, so, check <laughs> him out. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. It's, I love talking about these different aspects of bodybuilding. So it really helped me understand the, the posing piece. It's really fascinating. So, best of luck too. Uh, you're crushing it, and I'm sure you're going to do really well uh, going forward. Um, but get this guy a follow and uh, check him out if you're interested in the posing side of bodybuilding. Thank you so much, Jacob, for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you. you, man.
1: Likewise. Have good
0: a good to day. See you. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please give Freedom Cast a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus, it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time.